Okay, well, welcome, one and all, to Mother's Day 2023 at Hope Community Church. Some printing is small. On this brilliant day that the Lord has made, a day set aside to my prayer and hope today for all moms and all women who mother others is that you have a lovely, lovely day shared with your family and your friends that you love, filled with fun and the making of new memories, new treasures to store up in your heart and your memory. This morning, I'd like to share with you a bit about moms and a bit about things that we can do for Jesus. In my lifetime, in addition to my own mother, I've had the honor of knowing Christian role models, both men and women of faith, <laughs> who have powerfully influenced my life, a few of whom I will mention this morning. Madeline Dean was like a second mother to me all of my life. She went to heaven this February at 89. Her daughter wanted her to make it to 90, I think. They wanted to have a party, but at 89. I'd like to open with one of the many prayers that she wrote for a women's Sunday school class that I attended for years, and that's small. She wrote it. Dear Father God, enable us to bear up under any burden that we may have in our lives by your grace. Help us to remember that you have handpicked our circumstances to accomplish your purposes for our lives. May we humbly submit to your choice for each of us. We know that you will never leave us or forsake us. We praise you, Lord. Amen. So this is my Mary Poppins bag. This is a bag I got when Lily was born when I would go over to Holly and Josh's and babysit her. So I have some treasures in there, but I would take my stuff for the day in there. I suppose I should tell you a bit about myself. I'll tell you that my blessings have been and are many and continue to be overflowing. Our family lived in Norwood till I was about five and then we moved all the way to Prospect Park where we were raised in a very loving, caring, and warm Christian home. I'm, a daughter, I'm the daughter of Len and Ellen Hughes, who have both gone on to see Jesus. My dad was born in Ashland, Maine, and raised in the Advent Christian Church, and was baptized as a young boy in the Aroostook River. My mother was born in Norwood and raised in the Norwood Methodist Church, where she attended her entire life and made part of her life's work telling others about Jesus. I had a marvelous mother-in-law, Peg, who was small in stature, but strong and mighty. <clears throat> I am a sister to two Ellens, my sister and Joe's sister, and a sister to Len and to Michelle, a friend to many, a wife to one, Joe, who puts up with my shenanigans, as he says, an aunt, a mom of four in order of their appearance, Holly, Adam, Stephanie, and Monica, a mom-in-law to four, Joshua, Gina, Douglas, and Stephen, a Mimi to nine in order of their appearance, Lily, Madden, Evangeline, Finley, Ilana, Poppy, Scarlett, Joey Droxler, and recently in April, Dempsey. And I know there's going to be more. And most importantly, like each and every one of you, I am a child of God. Psalms 120, Psalm 127.3 tells us, Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from Him. I asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior at an altar call at Norwich United Methodist Church as a young teenager, and I continue to be a lifelong work in progress in my journey with Jesus. My mother took me, along with my sister and brother, Ellen and Len, to Sunday school and church all our lives at Norwood. 
After Holly was born in 1982, I began helping out in the nursery and eventually became one of the teachers in the nursery and then a teacher in the two, three, and four-year-old class. Quite honestly, I was very comfy there. I was blessed to have Jen Tuttle Drummond as my co-teacher. She and I were a team. We taught the children about Jesus' love for them, and in those days, on occasion, yes, we used flannel board. Hmm. We loved to teach and sing lots of songs with the children, like Jesus Loves Me. So I graduated from that class when Monica went into the kindergarten class next door to our room. I guess around that was about 1997-ish. In the years after that, I helped out in children's church also with Jen. We continued to be a team, and we moved on to using computers and big screens. Josh asked me on or about May 10th of 2022 if I would prayerfully consider sharing with you on Mother's Day 2023. Truly, no word of a lie. I should let you know that I am a planner. I'd like things to be thought out and to be organized as much as possible prior to the event. I've got to put these on again. Not that I don't like spontaneity. I do, like the fun fibula fracture. But for the most part, I plan. I'm quite certain Josh asked me over 360 days in advance because he knows me well enough to know that I have flight of ideas, I'm busy in the mind, I have lots of thoughts running through my brain, and he figured it would take that long to bring some sense of order to my thought, which he was right, and it did. So, Joshua... I tip my fascinator to you because this is not an easy task. We talked about this a little bit. It takes a lot of thought, prayer, and thinking, and just processing to do one message. So if I was a pastor here, we would have probably one a year. So (laughs) thankfully, we have Josh who makes this his life's work. Okay. Yeah. So the big question at hand was... (laughs) What do I have to share with my church family? Well, I said, self, what do you think God wants you to share? It is in your heart. I thought about these things and asked myself questions. I want to reiterate to them that Jesus loves them, remind them that they too are children of God and that they are chosen by him to do great things and that they are, they are chosen by him to do great things for others. And by great things, I also mean the little things that are great Actions that glorify and honor God. Actions that reflect God's love to those who they come in contact with. Can others tell we are Christian by our actions and our choices? Are we motivated by the desire to help others to know Jesus? Are we willing to be used by God? Are we willing to do what he asks of us? Are we listening and looking for what he's asking us to do? Are we willing to be chosen by God for a particular task? I continued thinking... Look at yourself. What is God doing in your life? What is he asking you to do? And how are you responding to his requests? And keep in mind, you're going to be talking on Mother's Day. Am I and are we reflecting the love of God to others in our everyday comings and goings? And how? Are we and how are we a blessing to others? So I'd like to read Deuteronomy 7, 6. And this is one of my mother's Bibles. And it says... For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his people, his treasured possession. Just like God chose the people of Israel, he chooses 
all believers today, those who put their trust in him, to be part of his treasured possession. He chooses us out of his goodness and grace. So today on Mother's Day, first I need a sip of water. Today on Mother's Day, I'd like to think about Luke's account of two chosen moms-to-be. One who was well along in years, and the other young. You might guess they're Elizabeth and Mary. I love thinking and reflecting about these two moms, about the time they spent together, about the tasks God asked of them. Listen to these verses found in Luke 1, 13, 14, and 15, where Gabriel, the angel of the Lord, appears to Zechariah and says, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to drink wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. And verse 25, Elizabeth says, The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Elizabeth, in her old age, was chosen by God. She was willing to be used by God. She knew her child was a gift from God, for John would be the messenger, preparing people for Jesus' arrival. God loved Elizabeth, and he loves you too. We know the angel Gabriel visited Mary in Elizabeth's sixth month of pregnancy. He tells Mary that she has found favor with God and that she will be with child and give birth to a son and that she is to give him the name Jesus, that he will be great and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And how does Mary respond to all that? Luke 1.38, she says, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Mary, as a young unmarried girl, was chosen by God to be the mother of Jesus, our Messiah. She knew that God was asking her to serve him, and she obeyed willingly. She accepted the gift God gave her. She saw Jesus arrive as her newborn baby, and she was with him when he died as her Savior. God loved Mary, and he loves you too. So when I was in school, if the teacher said something twice, you knew it was very important and that it was most likely going to be on the test. So courageously, in my opinion, Mary hurried and traveled over 80 miles to visit her relative Elizabeth. And just to listen, just to listen what happens when Mary greets Elizabeth is quite exciting. Continuing in Luke verses 41 to 45, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. I can only imagine what the time they t those two spent together was like. I'm thinking Mary helped Elizabeth with lots of things, perhaps with the cooking, the cleaning, the washing, and preparing and getting ready for the birth of Jesus. After all, Mary during, or Elizabeth during that time would have been nesting. And I imagine Elizabeth was quite a mentor and role model to Mary. They may have lifted each other up and strengthened each other. Think about the conversations they may have had. We know Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months, and then she made that journey back to her home. Two faithful chosen moms-to-be 
both with willing and serving hearts. Chrissy read for us an account of the angels telling the shepherds that a Savior had been born to them, that he is Christ the Lord. And verse 19, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. A treasure is something of great value, wealth stored up, a collection of precious things. Something treasured is held on to or kept as precious to collect and to store up of value for future use. Something pondered is to think about very carefully. So Mary considered these things she heard and saw to be treasures of great value, memories for her to recall, to think about carefully, to consider and to reflect on as time went by. These collections of precious things she kept and held dearly in her heart and in her mind. Her precious memories to have and to hold on to for future use. We all love to hold on to our memories, our own treasures, like Mary, that we too hold dear in our hearts and minds. On another occasion, Luke records in verse 51 of chapter 2 that he went, then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. This is after 12-year-old Jesus went with his parents to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. Remember, Jesus had stayed behind, and his parents returned and found him in the temple courts, like among the teachers listening and asking them questions. And people were amazed at his understanding. But his parents were astonished. And his mom asked him, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching. And Jesus responds with, why were you searching? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? They did not understand what he was saying. And have you ever had the occasion to be, frantic, to be frantically looking for one of your children? I have, a couple times. So again, and that had to do with Adam. And he's not here, so I can't even, I was going to say it, but I won't. So again, Mary treasured these things in her heart, holding these things that she heard and witnessed very preciously. And I'm thinking that over the next 18 years plus, Mary had lots of occasions to treasure things and to ponder on them. Like Mary, we too, we too have things that we hold in great value, memories, collections of precious things in our hearts. When you accept Jesus as your Savior and you walk with him, your heart swells as it fills with love and joy. And sometimes I laugh to myself because the, anatomically speaking, the right lung lobe has three lobes. The left lung has two, and the heart is tucked right in there about the size of your fist. And sometimes I think, oh, God didn't put three lobes on that side because he wanted the heart, and he wanted room for it to expand and to swell with love. So I have a wonderful friend and mentor, Lynn Seidel, who was my adult Sunday school teacher for years. She gave each member of our women's Sunday school class a devotional called Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. So I wanted to share with you just a portion of what it says for May 14th. And for that, I need my glasses. Just a little bit. I am a mighty God. Nothing is too difficult for me. I have chosen to use weak ones like you to accomplish my purposes. Your weakness is designed to open you up to my power. Therefore, do not fear your limitations or measure the day's demands against your strength. What I require of you is to stay connected to me, living in trusting dependence on my limitless resources. Every morning before I put the soles of my feet on the floor, amongst my prayers, I ask God, what can I do for you today? I want to serve you with a willing heart. What might need 
what need might be out there for me to meet for someone today? This very day, I ask him to open my eyes wide. Don't let me miss out on whatever that need might be, whatever the opportunity. Maybe, okay, I wrote this little simple rhyme. Some of you might recognize a little bit of it or the, anyway, it goes like this. Family member, family member, what do I see? God set your need right in front of me. Friend, friend, what do I see? God placed your need right in front of me. Neighbor, neighbor, what do I see? God laid your need right in front of me. Stranger, stranger, what do I see? God tucked your need right in front of me. So I think that covers just about everyone in the world. At the end of some days, I found that <laughs> there may not have been something, or maybe I just missed it. So I have added asking God for a panoramic view of the day, a broader look, open my eyes wider. I told you at the start that I was a planner, but for this particular morning request, I am referring to things that I have not already planned. Oops. All of us have full plates, large plates like this one. They're chock full of things to do that we have planned. I am referring to the little things that God pops up in your path of the day, in your comings and goings, wherever they may take you. The little things that will fit on this type of plate. I try to be more specific now with my request and say, keep me looking with that panoramic vision. Deep and wide, that was a song too, so I don't miss out. God will place things in your past, in your path, things that are one and done. They're not planned, they're not happening every week. God chooses us for various things, big and small, planned and unplanned. I challenge each of us to be on the lookout for the little unplanned things that we can do for Jesus. Let's have willing, serving hearts like Mary and Elizabeth. And I'm talking about all of us. We're all children of God, children of all ages. There are lots of things God has for us to do. We just don't know what they are. Example, for the little ones, it could be something so simple as seeing the neighbor across the street dragging the trash can back. So you shoot over there and you help him out. It could be a finding a worker at McDonald's who walked to work in the rain and their feet are soaking wet and they have the whole day to go. So you shoot home and you get them a couple pair of sneakers and a couple pair of relatively clean socks. And you take them back and you give them to them. Or perhaps you're no longer able to help out as much physically as you were in the past, but you're able to write uplifting cards or letters to help to people that God puts on your heart. So Mrs. Dean used to write letters to everybody. You, you always got wonderful little cards and notes and letters from her. And then when she got older, she did not like her printing, so she typed them all. She would type all the letters and mail them out. So a funny fact is that when I retired, my, one of my goals was going to write a note to somebody every day. Well, guess where that went? Did not happen. But it might now because I didn't, can't get around as much. So for maybe I'm going to put, okay, you could go back and do what you were going to do when you retired. So I have a little bit of extra time on my hands. Only God knows, and I know his possibilities are endless, because what we think is a little thing that we're doing will feel like a great thing to the person that we're doing it for. 
So for example, I got this email November 21st of 2020, and it says, Joyce, thank you so much for coming over to help me with the raking. It means so much to me to have my yard raked up and looking great. I really love yard work and garden work. I appreciate your help so much, and I'm thankful. Thank you, Joyce, for all you do for our God, for Hope Community Church, and for me. Love in Christ, Cindy Lou. Schaefer, by the way. So, you know, you might do something little, and then there you go. So, do the little things, oh, do all the things with great love and kindness and joy. In this way, we can reflect the love of Jesus that Jesus has for us on to others. Imagine, oh, okay, no, that's in my pocketbook. But imagine how awesome it would be if any one of us were on the receiving end of someone's unplanned day. So I got this week a beautiful box from Hope Community Church, and it was, had a sunshine card, and I have the card, but it might be in a different bag. I, I brought it. But anyway, there were so many fun treasures in it. Just water, some snacks, a candle, something that's lavender to put around your neck thing, a, um, lotion. I mean, it, I can't tell you how many little treasures were in that. So, you know, you might not, you never know when you will be the recipient. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So like Pastor Josh, who has a close personal friend in Andy Stanley, I have a close personal friend named Tim Tebow, who I have actually met thanks to my dear friend Judy, who is here, who, by the way, had a 10, and she won't mind, I didn't ask her, but had a 10-year wait for her first baby, who happens to be my godson, Eric. And then after that, she had two more. So how about that? So Tim has been known to say this, people will know you are a Christian by your love, not just by a t-shirt or a social media post, but how you love others. The Bible tells us that God created mankind in his own image. Let's live our lives, let's let our lives and things that we do reflect God and his love. I must tell you, I enjoy things that reflect like mirrors and prisms and even our very own shadows on a sunny day. Not that I go around my house looking at myself in the mirrors, but I do like to know that this looks relatively okay. <laughs> but regardless, I like fancy, fun, and cute mirrors. So my most favorite mirror is this one. Well, remember I was telling you? Stephanie and Monica made this. This is my mascara mirror. And they hodgepodged or hodgepodged or whatever you call it, a rose on here because that's my favorite flower. And they did this when they were little girls way back on Leon Avenue. So I, anyway, that's my favorite, Mira. Yeah. So I did bring a few others of my favorites here too. So you can just kind of take a look when you get a chance. So Joe had a friend by the name of Ron Tufel, and he was a competitive bodybuilder. And he once said that the mirror doesn't lie. Of course, he was referring to things like maybe how much weight you put on or something that he didn't like in the mirror. But as we look in a mirror, are we pleased with what we see? Is our reflection one that pleases God? Are we reflecting his love to others? At the beginning and the end of the day, we are all children of God. The question is, have we reflected God's love during that time? Jesus loves us. Let's show it and live it. So... I do have a take-home prize for every household. And if you need more than one, that's okay too. 
So it's an earthly treasure, my mother would have said. I, it's a little something to remind you that Jesus loves you, a reminder to reflect his love to others. So I want you like you to take a magnet that says, Jesus loves me, and put it on your refrigerator before you leave today. So my sister-in-law, Michelle, and Lenny made them. I helped a bit. So please take one of those. And there's also a little something for you to the children, a bracelet that also is a reminder that Jesus loves them and that you can show his love to others. And there's varying sizes, and we'll talk about that later when you come up. We'll do that together. So <laughs> what I had planned to do what, if I was up there, I was going to have a little commercial. So I was going to walk from over there in these shoes to over that side, because aren't they cute, mirrors and all that, but I can't wear them. They're very comfortable, but I knew they wouldn't let me put even one on my left foot. So I was going to step, step over there and say, my plan, like I said, was to step over there. Um, but I'm going to stay here instead. So what I'd like to say on a commercial is let's, I'd like you to join us outside for a snick snack, as my brother would say, of Rosati's water ice and a Philly pretzel. The water ice does come with this cute little wooden spoon. However, if you're like me, the wooden spoon on my teeth is like fingernails running down the chalkboard. So there are some spoons out there, too. We're hoping to go outside. I think they did take some tables out. So please take some time and have a water ice and a pretzel. There's cherry, lemon, and mango. Now, here's the other thing. In addition, the two flowers that are on the altar are for two moms who are present today. You have to be present to win. One is for the mom, one is for the one who has been a mom the least amount of time. So I'm going to start with like six months. So if you're a mom for less than six months, which I'm thinking might be Lauren, but is anybody else a mom less than six months? Okay, so Lauren gets one of them. And the other is for a mom who has been the mom the greatest amount of time. So I'm going to start with 42 years because that's how old Holly is. So I cannot win. So if anyone has been over 42 years, are you 42? Say. Are you? 41. 41 years. If you've been, I know I wouldn't want somebody to put me at 42 either if I wasn't. So who has been over 40, 41 years a mom? Okay. 50 years. 50 years, Lois, it's yours. So, I must tell you, amongst the arrangements are bluebells. Bluebells, I just looked it up about what flowers symbolize. I don't know if it's a real thing. But amongst the arrangement of flowers are bluebells, which I think are so pretty. They're like that little bluish lavender one. They symbolize humility and are a reminder of Mary as a humble woman of great faith. And the baby's breath mean everlasting love the love of God, the love that God has for each of us. And the other flowers I just thought were so pretty and added pizzazz to the, to the mix. So you take them when you go. Oh. So God chose Mary for one of the most important acts of obedience that he has ever demanded of anyone. God can and will use us to do things for him if we trust him. Be a blessing to others and reflect the love of Jesus. As I mentioned blessing, I'll close with this note from a friend of mine, a mentor by the name of Iona Vickers, a faithful follower of Jesus who lived to 95. And she wrote me this note in March 
of 2016. And I definitely need my glasses for this one. So tiny. Cute little piece of paper she put it on. Dear Joyce, being the very popular and busy young lady you are, I liked the young part, and that was in 2016, it is difficult to speak by phone. However, you are all, here's the blessing part, and the closing. Today, may God's best gifts be yours. May you feel his hand upon you. May you know his heart is for you. May you sense his power within you as he lives his life through you. Love you, Iona. Amen. And that's it.